Hello. A couple days, no, yesterday. Yesterday I visited this place called the Badlands. And it's very interesting. It's this place, it's a it's a tourist attraction. Um and you go there and uh it's uh there's a fancy really well taken care of parking lot that costs ten bucks to park your car there and there's a there's a brand new sidewalk on on the high it's like a highway in the middle of the country, but there's a brand new sidewalk because you have to walk along the road a little bit in order to get to this kind of like a boardwalk type thing that's only like I don't know, 50 meters long. And it gives you a view of this landscape. And the landscape is, it's a, it look, it's, it's a desert basically in the middle of a middle of a forest. Um, but it's not a sand desert. It's clay. All the, all the, it's clay. All the dirt is, is clay. And, when the rains come, it creates like little s- streams and rivers in the clay. And then after, after years and years, the erosion forms this clay into very strange shapes with gullies and little lines and humps. And, and you can see where the water would flow when it rains. And it looks pretty cool, I mean, to look at it. Um, but you're not allowed to walk on it. And I was there and reading that, you know, when you go to a trail, I mean, this isn't really a trail. It's just a boardwalk. Um, but, uh, you know, they have those little plaques that have information about the landscape. And I was reading that and I thought to myself, before I read that, I thought, um, it's probably, I just had this feeling that this landscape was not supposed to be like that because it's in the middle of a regular forest in Ontario. You know, we're we're about an hour outside of Toronto, and it's surrounded. The area should be forest, I thought. You know, forest with different types of trees, all the trees that are there, and and the plants, and just there was forest, and then there was just this small, relatively small area that was just this dead clay, this bare clay with no plants on it, and just with these really weird shapes. And so I'm reading this and reading the plaque that's there and thinking this in my head, I'm thinking this probably isn't supposed to be like this. And I got a few hints from the plaque, one of the plaques. It wasn't obvious how they worded it. 
but they said indigenous people were living here and living they they didn't settle in one place for very long they traveled they lived off the land lightly and they lived sustainably and then settlers came and they farmed the land and down at like at the bottom of the plaque it was it, it said some something about the farming practices caused soil erosion and and massive deforestation and 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 all of these things caused soil erosion which resulted in these badlands so so this is not a natural feature this is what land looks like when it gets destroyed by deforestation and unsustainable farming practices all the topsoil erodes away and you get just clay unfertile soil where nothing can grow and then when it rains even if it, some things do grow when it rains the rain washes everything away and then you get these patterns and these weird shapes of clay and it's not supposed to be like that there's supposed to be topsoil and there's supposed to be plants and trees on this land and so now i'm looking at the website right right now it's called the the Chelt, cheltenham badlands and there's an important notice on the website it says please stay off the landscape feature visitors must remain on the accessible boardwalk and trails at all times due to to reduce damage and erosion of the historic feature be kind to the badlands be kind to the badlands what does that mean and on this website it means stay off the land stay off the clay that's that's dead Nowhere on the plaques um, did it say this is what will happen everywhere if we keep doing unsustainable farming practices. This is what happens when you don't take care of the land. It dies and it no longer can sustain life. Beware of, of this because this can happen everywhere everywhere that there's a farm and you know there are farms nearby here who are who are farming unsustainably i mean there might be some who are farming sustainably but i don't know but the badlands we might create more badlands and that's not a that's not a good thing and this website and the plaques when i walked on that boardwalk seem to suggest that we need to preserve the badlands as if that's what nature is supposed to be like. But that's not what nature is supposed to be like. You know, that land is, would be much happier if there were trees there. There have been trees there for thousands of years, and when the Europeans came and, and cut down all the trees, then they killed the land, and now nothing can grow on the land. And now we think we have to preserve that land? We have to preserve the death of that land and keep it dead? You know, we should be planting things on that land and we should be not, you know, we shouldn't add 
maybe I don't know the best practices, but maybe we shouldn't add f- soil. Maybe we should find some way to plant maybe some kind of native plants that will actually survive on this clay and and we'll take care of them and we'll make sure that the rain doesn't erode them away somehow. Maybe there's a a particular way of planting that, that will do it right, but I know there, there's got to be a way to, pr- to restore these badlands to the natural forest and, and a forest that can sustain life. I don't know exactly what the way would be, but I know someone out there knows. And instead of doing that, they turn this into a tourist attraction. And they tell the tourists that this is a natural feature. Or no, they they don't use those words exactly. They say historic feature. And the tourists think that this is nature. And the tourists think that they have to preserve this feature. And they think that they're a good person for wanting to preserve this feature. Because they like nature and they want to preserve it. But this isn't nature. This is destroyed nature. They turned it into a tourist attraction, and they don't really tell the tourists the full story. And so the tourists think they're being good people, but they're not. And whoever owns the that parking lot is profiting off of it. Profiting off of the death of nature, like those original farmers profited off of killing nature in the in the first place. And instead of using all that money they're making from charging ten bucks for people to park, instead of all that money going towards pres- restoring nature and restoring life in the area. I don't know where it's going, but I do know that they spent a lot of money on that v- fancy sidewalk and railing and the fancy boardwalk and all the plaques. You know, all of that money could, you know, a fraction, it's a long sidewalk and it's a, it's a high quality sidewalk with a railing that's not a cheap railing. It's expensive. And just a fraction of that money for that sidewalk could have been used to hire, let's say, one ecological expert, maybe an indigenous person who knows how to restore that land. Just hire one of them and give them, let's say, a few thousand dollars to buy seeds. And that one person could restore the land. You know, they might they might use help, and I'd be happy to help them for free. And I know lots of people would ha- be happy to volunteer to restore the land because so many people nowadays are are yearning for, for that kind of work. So many people want to restore lands. And... Uh, that would be a good way to spend that money, but instead they profit off of this death. And I'm going to I'm going to do some more search on the internet 
right now as I'm talking. And yeah. So there's another, there's a, there's two websites that I can find that have information on this. Uh, one of them was the one I was on, which is the Credit Valley Conservation, cvc.ca. Okay, and that's the website I just read to you that said, please stay off the landscape because we have to preserve this historic feature and be kind to this historic feature, even though it's fairly dead already. And we, the real kind thing to do would be to restore nature there. But they don't. And the other website is Ontario Herid, Heritage Trust. Now, okay, I just went to the Ontario Heritage Trust and the Chet, Cheltenham Badlands page. Okay, there's hashtag be good to the Badlands again. It says, please come and enjoy the view. Please come and enjoy the view. You're looking at death. Enjoy the view. But be sure to park legally in the parking lot and pay us $10. <laughs> they didn't say that, but you get the idea. Be sure to park legally in the parking lot because otherwise they don't get the $10, or use the shuttle bus service offered from Terracotta Conservation Area. Another way to make money. All visitors are asked to be good to the Badlands and stay on the trails and boardwalks so that future generations can continue to enjoy this site. Future generations of who? Tourists who want to think they're good people? Tourists who can afford to pay 10 bucks to park, to, to walk for five minutes and see death and think that they're seeing a historic feature that we have to preserve. Oh, I'm getting more and more pessimistic. <laughs> The Ontario Heritage Trust, along with its managing partners, Credit Valley Conservation, that's the other website I was at, and the Bruce Trail Conservancy are, are proud to announce the reopening of the Cheltenham Badlands. And then here's where the misinformation starts. The Cheltenham Badlands is one of Ontario's geological treasures first formed at the base of an ancient sea over 400 million years ago. That makes it seem as though that clay is supposed to be as it is. The clay was formed 400 million years ago, but after that, there was topsoil that formed on top of it and trees that grew on top of it. And 
and then they, those were destroyed. And let me see if there's any information on that. Let's search. Cheltenham Badlands history. Here we go. Huh. This website is called amusingplanet.com. So, I think they have Yeah, so it says the impressive landscape was originally formed at the base of an ancient sea over 400 million years ago. Okay, true. Partly. All of these years the reddish queenstone shale was covered by a layer of limestone, sandstone, sand, and gravel. Until the early 1900s, when poor farming practice and overgrazing caused the shale to get exposed. See, there's the real truth that isn't on the, on the Heritage Trust website. The area was once a fertile region used by native tribes and original Canadian settlers. It was used partly as pasture, as an apple orchard, and to grow crops like wheat, potatoes, and peas. The land was later used to graze cattle, and the heavens caused the soil to deplete, diminishing vegetation. Eventually, erosion laid bare the shale underneath. That was in the 1900s or late 1800s. Early 1900s, it says. So a hundred years ago, this was fertile soil where you could grow crops and where trees could flourish and animals could live. Only a hundred years ago. And now the shale has been exposed. And now for some reason, people think we have to conserve this exposed shale that shouldn't be exposed. <laughs> the attractive landscape has drawn people from all around Canada who walk on the formation putting further stress on the fragile landscape. In 2015, the Badlands site was fenced off and closed to the public. I mean, the pictures are pretty. So, do we preserve the Badlands as the dead thing that they are, or do we try to, to help them? So on the, on the bottom, of this Ontario Heritage Trust page, it says that they have, quote, ongoing conservation work. So let's see. Cheltenham Badlands is a unique and spectacular natural landscape feature in southern Ontario at risk of damage from intense public use. What kind of intense public use? It doesn't say. So in my mind, I'm thinking w that's important. It could be undergoing intense public use that actually helped it. People could be planting plants and trying to rebuild the topsoil and rebuild the life. And that would be, in that would be intense public use that, that would help the land and not damage it. Okay, this website continues. 
The trust undertook a project in 2017-2018 to improve access to the site, upgrade the trails, enhance public safety, and introduce new trail trail wayfinding and on-site virtual interpretive experiences. The trust would like to acknowledge the Government of Ontario and the Government of Canada's financial support for this project. So... 2017 2018 that's probably when they really built up the parking lot and made that really expensive sidewalk and railing and built that that boardwalk and it was funded by the government of ontario the government of canada and probably money from that parking lot all of that funding could have helped the land so much And I do wonder how many people who visit this place know that this land could be healed. How many of them really understand how it formed? How many of them understand that, no, this is not how it was thousands of years ago? That 400 million years ago, this site was not formed as it is. In between there, it was healthy ecosystem. How many people who go there want to want to preserve this death, or how many people want to heal it? You know, our governments and our our conservation authorities could do way better. All right, I'm going to stop there for now. So if you if you live in that area or in Toronto and you visit that site, I hope you know the truth and I hope you know what could be possible if we try to heal that land. It could be a vibrant forest again. All right, as always, my email is paulbartonsounds at gmail.com if you want to be in touch. Thanks for listening. <laughs>